Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Well, like 80%, I'd say, of you know, mentorship, like the work of it is work on the self because you know, all the techniques and methodologies and teachings, it's really the, the minority of, of what it is because the invisible part of the dynamic is, is the modeling. People do as you are, not what you tell them to do. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. In the last episode, I asked you to consider those moments when we feel like there's an internal conflict between growth and comfort, between the I wanna and the I don't wanna, a misleading conflict brought about through social conditioning. We're told to muscle through these conflicts with self-discipline. That's a big part of the hustle mentality that's taken over a lot of the conversation in the entrepreneur space over the past few years. And that's probably something you were told by parents and teachers growing up. You just won't want to do some things, so you'll need to develop the discipline to do them anyway. Well, it turns out you may have discovered that's not really the best way to do something well. That's certainly not the best way to learn, to grow, to become masterful at something. It's not sustainable. Have you noticed? In this episode, I ask you to consider how you can achieve growth through healthy obsession as opposed to struggling self-discipline, and how you can start to develop a sense of healthy obsession in the first place. I'm excited to announce the next upcoming live course called Meditation for Awakening, How to Get with Reality, that begins April 16th. Meditation has never before been so popular, but when things get popular, they tend to become dilute. Have you noticed? Meditation offers more benefits than I can name here. It reduces stress, can eliminate anxiety and depression, and when done correctly, gives you x-ray vision into the truth. But the way most people meditate is like visiting a new country and never leaving the airport. And they especially miss out on that x-ray vision stuff. What's the impact of not being able to see the truth? Just the vast majority of your problems, that's all. If you've been listening to my webcast, you've experienced that I have a unique way of getting to the heart of things. That's the x-ray vision meditation has given me. And there's a version of it waiting for you to have as well. Will you let me help you find it? What will your version of deep wisdom and insight look like? I really want to know, don't you? It's closer than you think. I hope you're intrigued. To learn more, please go to clearandopen.com slash meditation dash four dash awakening. That's four spelled out F-O-R. Again, clearandopen.com slash meditation dash four dash awakening. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the podcast. I have a lot of things that I'm interested in and the way I think I express it or the way I feel it or think about it is that it's um, advocating for things that are big things, change the world type things, you know, nuclear energy, Mm -hmm. um, getting rid of the drug war and Mm -hmm. mass incarceration circumcision mm, uh, that's stuff a big like one. That. yeah 
But I'm thinking now in Denmark, I think, right? Or was it Denmark or Sweden? Some a country finally like outlawed that. I can't recall if I've heard something about that or not. It was just Uh, this year. It could. It could be. Could be. Big deal. Yep. There. There's progress is being made. Mm -hmm. But then I think, well, am I allowing my desire to be noticed and grandiose, and you know, get in the way of just what I can control, which is one-on-one relationships with people. And wouldn't it be far better if I just became a big brother or a mentor or some, some fashion like that? Well, I think it's both, you know, it's like uh, Emit's slogan used to be changing, transforming business, one business owner at a time. Sure. Yeah. So that would be the the path to world change is there's no world, right? There's just people. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to change a section of the world, a cult, there's no such thing as culture, right? It's just how do you do that? It's one person at a time. And you're one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the and, important thing. Sure. And, uh, and, and, it's, and it's easy to, to lose track of the, the, the reality is that, yeah, not only am I one of those people, but I have to. I can't pretend that I can help someone else unless I'm farther along in the path than they are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just my own personal development uh, and evolution is, is important at the same time. Yeah. And that journey is the way, you know, like changing yourself is the world because you're part of it and it changes the way you work with people. Say more about that. Well, like 80%, I'd say of, you know, mentorship, like the work of it is work on the self. Yeah. Because, you know, all the techniques and methodologies and teachings, it's really the, the minority of, of what it is. Because the invisible part of the dynamic is, is the modeling. People do as you are, not what you tell them to do. You know? Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is they can receive what you're telling them when you're a more whole person. Okay. Not just the modeling of the thing, but modeling of, of wholeness. Yeah. It's just the people receive it. It's like, you know, some of the things I've been saying for 15 years are just things that, that I've become better and better at saying, not, through the words that I use, but just where it's coming from in me. Okay. You know, that's how leadership works. People don't follow a leader because of what the leader tells them to do. A little bit maybe, but most of it is, you know, what leadership is a being thing. Right. So when, when someone who's being a leader tells you to do something, you feel inspired to do it. That has, yeah. that has far more to do with who they are. Right. Than what they do or say. What they do or say expresses from that place, you know? Yeah. And that's why, you know, coaches, therapists, mentors, 80% of the work is your own internal work. Yeah. You know, for, I've been coaching 17 years now and Every year I look back on how I was doing things and thought it was terrible. <laughs> it was the yeah. best I could do at the time. 
but it wouldn't meet my standards now. Yeah. I know I've had a positive influence on some of my employees over the years because they've said so. For sure. And um, how much more could I do if I continued my own development then? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this this morning, like, um, and you've probably heard me talk about this before. Greatness in anything comes usually from a kind of obsession. You know, you meet someone with, with musical instruments. I see it all the time. I'll ask someone to be really good. I'm like, how did you get that good? And half the time they'll just say, oh, I was obsessed for like five years. I played six hours a day practice six hours a day. Yeah. That's what it takes. But that's sort of the yang side. That's the doing of it. The yin side is what's in the way of that obsession. Because it's that level of commitment that is going to get you on a fast track somewhere. But you can't just decide to do that. Certain things will just happen. Like for me, my own growth is an obsession has been since I was a kid. I didn't, I didn't really have to choose that. Mm -hmm. But with guitar, for example, some, I've, I've been, I have periods of obsession, mm -hmm. but it's something I have to work at. Yeah. And so you could say it's like, you know, when I have the thoughts of like, oh man, I want to be so much better at guitar. I know like the answer that I get is sort of like, I feel this kind of waiting. There's, there's something like life, you could say, life is just waiting. Like, well, when are you going to really pour yourself into it? Mm -hmm. And same with meditation, right? I got my little meditation bench when I was 20. Yeah. You've heard, you've heard this story. Yeah. Uh huh. But I, it took me 20 years to really pour myself into it. Mm -hmm. And now it is an obsession. So it's more of a really good habit and you don't need to meditate six hours a day, but it's something that I don't not do. It's just part of my life. So the, there's an organic process to that. There's cause everything has its own timing, but it's important to know, I think, and this is where people easily deceive themselves. They think they're going to get somewhere without having to take that step. And so they tend to hang around in this zone, well, of the two hands of like, I want to, but I don't want to. And then they live in between those poles instead of in the greater hole that can hold those two parts. Because the greater hole knows I'm not going to get where I want to go as long as I'm inside these opposites like i was demonstrating a few minutes ago or yeah like with the guitar thing if it's eight o'clock and i'm tired and i spend 30 minutes watching tv wrestling inside of me between i should be playing guitar i don't want to play guitar i should play guitar because that's because usually the left hand is has a kind of should in it it's positive, it's good for you, but it's coming from a should because it's opposite a shouldn't. Mm -hmm. 
or wouldn't or whatever, right? And so that that's like I want to give that domain a name. I don't know what to call it. Like, uh, well, we call it the the domain of self discipline, the the domain of struggling self discipline, and that's that will produce some results in some cases, but it won't it won't deliver you to that healthy obsession. And the process of getting to that healthy obsession is about making peace with those opposites where just like the sheer joy, affinity, movement, like the heartful movement of like, this is just what I have to do. You know, like what I had that with martial arts. With martial arts, it was like that I, I dedicated my life to it for like 11 or 12 years. That was first. And it's, it's, it was like not something I'm going to not do. And the, the process of getting to that place, so that's what I was trying to get to before. It's like, it's the way people will teach it is like, well, you just have to do this four hours a day, you know, train martial arts six days a week, practice guitar six hours a day. But the, the process of getting to that place is it. You see, ask yourself why you're not doing that. That's the journey. Took me 20 years to meditate regularly. That was the journey. Now I know why I avoided it for 20 years. You know, it's like you make until you're obsessed healthily with the thing you want to be doing, get obsessed with curiosity about why and why and how you're avoiding it. See what I mean? Sort of like I'll sometimes say, with business development work. You're either doing the work or you're working on why you're not doing the work. Mm -hmm. Right? Rather than stuck in this polarity of I should be doing it, I shouldn't be doing it, I should be doing it, I shouldn't be doing it. That's not working on why you're not doing the work. Why you're not doing why you're not doing the work is sitting there with the guitar across the room on the couch looking at it, going, I want to be great at guitar. What's stopping me right now from picking it up? What is this? Mm-hmm. How can I hold that? How should I relate to that? What's the I don't want exactly? Where does it come from? So if you're avoiding engaging in the thing that one part of you wants to avoid it, wants to avoid, then engage with the avoidance. You see? You become healthily obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. That you have to do from this bigger place. The, the outside of or bigger than the conflict place. The coin, not the heads or tails, you see? Because here's the secret. <laughs> or sort of the trick. You know, like, uh, that, I love that phrase from, uh, it was an old uh, quote, I put it in the course, it was old uh, Baudelaire quote that was used and um, interpreted into the Usual Suspects movie. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing men that he didn't exist. Yeah. Right? The way our defenses work is the I don't wanna appears to be opposite the I wanna and then creates the struggle. But here's the thing. The I don't wanna wins when there's a struggle. 
Because the I don't wanna versus I wanna creates no action. Oh, okay, right, right. It dissipates the the yeah, no action and no no dissipates uh, energy and power. Yeah. So in other words, the I don't wanna doesn't need total agreement. Doesn't need all the real estate of you to be effective. Just needs to dominate the the, uh, the conversation, the awareness, whatever. Yeah, it's just sort of like uh, one of my Aikido teachers used to say: How little dog shit can be in the soup such that you'll eat it? It's like a thimbleful. Would you eat it if there was just a thimbleful in the whole pot? How about half a thimble? Right, and you're just like, ah, no, I don't eat any of it. Right, so the our defenses know. That it just needs to be just enough I don't want to stop you from getting healthily obsessed with something and you won't change. They know that. So the I don't want to doesn't need to win. It just needs to create struggle. Uh, I see. Then you'll just dabble in whatever. Convince yourself, well, I'm making incremental progress. And the, the, the I don't want is like, mm-hmm, you keep thinking that. Terrific. See, look, you've done things wrong. You're doing it. You're making steps. Yeah. yeah. And that's, then there's nothing wrong with that, except it usually won't actually get you where you want to go. Right. So you can tell yourself, well, I'm playing guitar at least a half an hour a day. That's good. Right. Mm-hmm. Will it result in greatness? Hell no. Right. And so it avoids. Whatever changes are before me in my life, like what would it really take? Like I can tell you right now, because I've been really uh, curious about it for the last month or so, getting another wave of inspiration about playing music. And I'm looking at like, what does it take? And I look at my calendar being like, God, could I do a half hour meditation, a half hour yoga, which is my schedule now in the morning? Could I get like an hour of guitar in there before my day even starts? Like, Okay, if to do that, I'd have to get up, like get out of bed and be rocking it by 5 a.m. And then I think, well, okay, I don't, that doesn't sound very fun. In the summer, I could do it because the sun's up early, but you know, it's like I'm just playing this tile puzzle with my day because it doesn't work to wait until after dinner to do that. I'm too tired. So I'm looking, I'm like, okay, it has to be part of my day. Well, what about the late afternoon? Well, that's where I'm usually doing yard work, you know, three, four times a week. Okay, well, you could outsource more of that. That's going to cost me more money. Plus, it's really invigorating for me to work on my land. So I can't make that work. So there's this like, that's working on the work, you see? Yeah. I'm not fooling myself anymore. Like, oh, I'll keep my good intentions of practicing guitar at eight o'clock. It doesn't work. I'm too tired. I don't have the focus. Or what can I do to have better focus? You know, there's that. So like all of that, that's working on working it rather than being, rather than, you know, the lies we tell ourselves like, well, you're chipping away at it. You're better this month than you were last month. Yeah. But that's not going to get me where I want to go. Yeah. So you're engaged in the curiosity and the inquiry about what it would take. and Right. Because that you see that that's not the struggle. You see that place, the defenses don't like. Yeah. That's, that's what I did with meditation, right? I wanted to meditate every day and I struggled for like three weeks of like, well, meditation in the morning is really the best. It sets the tone for the day. I got to make it part of my morning. 
And my defenses were like, well, what about your 7 a.m. meeting slot? You know, you got to meet with people on the East Coast and, you know, you're going to have less slots in a day. And what if clients can't find times and all that? And that was the struggle. And finally, I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to try it. And I never went back. That was the right thing that worked. Yeah. So it's, uh, we're sort of, one of the things we're talking about here is the, the incremental progress fallacy. <laughs> sometimes incremental, incremental progress is great. And sometimes it's the best lie your defenses have. It's, and it's hard to know. And I have this with clients all the time. I have a client that one I've been talking about recently, worked with him for five years. Was he making incremental progress? Well, if the small, like one micron a week, you know, and now his business is falling apart. And life is the one who decides whether that incremental progress is okay. You know? There's no way. Yeah, for me, it's my own mortality. I turn 45 <laughs> next month. And like, I really want to be in a band and have the skill to do that. Well, I don't. Well, when's that going to happen? When I'm 60? You know, to be as good as I want to be, like, Two years, six hours a day would do it. I don't have that kind of time. So it's probably going to be more like five years, two hours a day. That would probably do it. Four years, two hours a day. You know, and like, okay, then I'm 50. Yeah, that would work. And I've got those 50 to 60 to be in that band. That, I can make that work, but I got to start. I got to do that. Yeah. That's sort of the business falling apart thing. It's the, the narrowing of, of like, all right, well, when, when's this band thing of, of mine going to happen? That's a dream. Yeah. I don't want to let that. I don't want to be 65 and be like, well, I've made incremental progress over the last 15 years, but I still am not great. I just, I don't want that to happen, you know? Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com review and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.